Hello, everybody. How you doing? Hey, listen, today we're going to talk on a topic that I believe is helpful for everybody. We're talking about breaking cycles. I, I know with anybody, all of us has had some form of cycle that we've had in our personal lives, either in our family lives, in cultural lives. We'd have different cycles. And sometimes we can even say to ourselves, man, I wish I could break this. And so through this conversation, we're going to gain some wisdom and some insight from uh, from a guest that I have on that I believe is going to give unto us some good nuggets, some good tools, some good wisdom on how to be able to break cycles. So if you're ready, I know I'm ready. Let's dive right in. I remember when I was first looking at starting my podcast, one of the things that I was looking for was a cost efficient place that I can be able to do what I was dreaming and doing with Anchor. I found that I found a free platform that can be able to give me the tools to make sure that my podcast sound good from edits to music to different other things, variety of things that can be able to assist me to make sure that I had a professional sound podcast. But then also one of the things I found that I loved uh, when I started to use Anchor was they have various of different places that they are able to distribute my podcast from professional places like Spotify or Apple Podcasts and many, many more. Now, with this, the thing that I'm I love to do is because I might not do it in my house or I might need to do it in my car. So I'm able to use record on my cell phone. I'm able to record on my tablet or even my computer. So for you to be able to do this as the podcaster, you need to make sure that you download the app to your phone, to your tablet. You can do it on an Android or on an Apple product. But also, if you want to be able to access it on your computer, you have to go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, anchor is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Welcome to the team. Hello and welcome to the Focus on Greatness podcast. My name is Hiram and on this platform, we highlight ways where men can be able to experience greatness in their everyday lives. And today's conversation is going to do exactly that. Today, I have a gentleman on that I believe is going to bring some insight, some clarity. It's going to help us to be able to deal with this context of breaking cycles, something that I know all of us deal with in, in our own personal lives. And so I want you to do me a favor, put your hands together, show some love, put some comments in the sections and make sure you welcome Gary. How you doing, sir? I am excellent, Hiram. Thanks so much for having me on the Focus on Greatness podcast. Such a pleasure to be here. Oh, thank you, sir. I'm grateful that you uh, are able to come on and uh, be a part of this conversation. Do me a favor for those that don't know you, um, introduce yourself a little bit and then we'll dive into the conversation. Sure. I appreciate that. Um, so my name is Gary O'Valley. I am an author, activist and entrepreneur. And what I concentrate on is healing black and brown communities. That is my focus. I really concentrate on that through a few different ways because I recognize we are the only ones that are going to help ourselves overcome some of the things that we battle and we face. So I, I'm a really successful businessman, right? I've, I've been in the entrepreneur space for about 20, 25 years. I've developed six and seven figure companies for myself and for others. Um, I now teach people the art of living remarkable lives, mm -hmm. concentrating on well-being, financial security and growth. And at the end of the day, that's what we all need to be. So I recognize that's the step in the right direction for our community. And that's what it is I provide for our community. And I teach them how to do that. Okay, good. Do me a favor. Um, just, we all are meeting you for the first time, let's say. Yep. Um, so 
tell me how did we get to be this uh, this mogul? I'll say it that way. And um, you know, building businesses, creating wealth, helping people. How did we get to this part? Let me let's know a little bit about your history. Yeah, sure. I I, I love it. Um, and I started just like everybody else did, right? Or mm -hmm. like many of us did uh, from the bottom up. Yes, sir. Uh, we had to figure out had to create our gains. Um, I didn't come from 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 very much affluence as a child. So I recognized I had to work extremely hard and be very strategic in my growth if I was ever going to reach these levels. And I recognized that as a really young man. You know, in high school, I was thinking about it when I, you know, through college, I was thinking about it where I, where I met my wife. When we decided to get married and have children, that's when I knew no, it's over, right? All the playtime is over now. Now it's dead serious. And I yeah. have to make perfect decisions as at least as perfect as I can possibly make them. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I jumped into entrepreneurship, not like a, a toe in the pool. I dumped right headfirst into the deep end mm. and I figured out how to run a business. I made all the mistakes you could possibly make, but that's how we learn and, and grow. So I did that, you know, inside of my early twenties and once I recognized exactly how to run a tight ship and be a leader, not just a boss, but a leader of your organization, that's when I stepped into just a whole nother world of success and leadership and business growth. And then I was able to do that for myself and for others. It's a slow roll, but during this whole time, uh, I'm working on myself professionally. I'm working on myself personally. Uh, personal mm -hmm. development is probably the biggest thing that 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 really made the difference for me. Mm -hmm. um, but over the years, you just stack your wins and you keep moving and you keep stacking. And before you know it, you reach those milestones. And that's kind of where I am today. Good, good. I, I as I was um, I got a chance. And for those that are watching as well as listening, um, you'll be able to find his detailed information. Uh, go to his website, follow him. Um, again, he has a very uh, a heart for people, um, a heart for helping people again. But I want you all to uh, check out this book that he has that I got a chance to be able to read in the very powerful, insightful um, book. It has some very good information in there that will be able to give you some insight and kind of open up our eyes to be able to see some things. Um, but what I wanted to ask is through this journey, um, that you've been going through building your business. Um, you know, again, like you said, your, your ins and outs, your ups and downs through the yeah. business, you know, learning as you went. Um, one of the things that I remember even, uh, uh, looking at some of the things throughout your book is through your journey, though, you have seen the struggle uh, surely when we're talking about this context of breaking cycle, you've seen the struggle that we have when we're talking about the communities that's struggling financially. Um, and so is was was your entrepreneur or jumping into that realm um, as a result of you having that financial struggle and wanted to just break out and start something so you don't continue that cycle? Um, or was that just something that you were able to see as you continue to go on? Yeah, no. So that that's exactly right. You know, um, we when when I was younger, my family, we came up uh, pretty close to that poverty line, you mm -hmm. know, um, and that was a reality for us. Now, we weren't worried too much about it because we were surrounded by so much love. Right. And so it yeah. didn't ever matter yeah. what we didn't have because we were surrounded and had so much love. I didn't even realize that I was, you know, barely floating by all of my life because we were surrounded by so much love. Right. Right. Yeah. But as I got older, I started to recognize, you know, love doesn't exactly pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to figure out how to make this thing work. So this way I can raise a family full of love and financially successful and affluent yeah. and able to, you know, live life at a totally different level. You know, when you mm -hmm. generate certain levels of wealth, you open up the world to yourself. And the world yeah. opens up to you. And that's what I recognize coming up. So I knew that that was one of the one of the cycles that I needed to break. Mm -hmm. I needed to break that wealth generation cycle because yeah. we suffer. Our community suffer like no other. Yeah. And when I think about the cycle breakers, right, uh, each one of us at some point must become that for mm -hmm. our family, for our community. Yes. And I recognize I had that ability for my family. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to make sure 
every choice. And, you know, our lives are just a compilation of thousands and millions of choices. Most of them had to be on point and in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And each one would lead me to that next stepping stone. So I didn't know exactly where I was going. I didn't know exactly how it was going to happen. But as long as I continued to make good choices, I would stack those wins and it would lead me into direction. It would mm-hmm. lead me to success. So that's what I did. And it was absolutely because of how I came up. I yeah. knew what it was like not to have. And it's not that I wanted to shield my children from not having, because that's a mm-hmm. valuable lesson. Right. 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 Um, but I didn't want them to have to suffer that if they didn't have to. Yeah. So I just wanted to make sure I put ourselves on a different level. And I certainly have done that. Yeah. Now, what what type of mindset? Because, again, I know one of the main pieces of it is a mindset shift. So mm-hmm. when you're ta- surely when you're talking about breaking cycles, what type of mindset did you have to have? to be able to make that shift. Um, and, and again, as we're talking to people that are listening and watching, it's the same mindset shift that they're gonna have to have to be able to break this cycle as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, when, I, when I think of that, and, and that's, such a, that's such a really good one, right? Um, mm-hmm. Mindset is the thing that will determine your success. Yeah. Right? When I think of businesses, uh, all the businesses that I've created and generated and grown, they are 10 to 20% physical, mechanical, and 80 mm. to 90% mental. Mm. You can have all of the structural mechanical pieces in place and still struggle and fail because mentally wow. you are not prepared and you have not put yourself in a position to be successful. You mm. will almost self-sabotage if you are not mentally prepared. So I mm. knew that that had to be a component, right? Mm. So when I was younger, I started to recognize I need to surround myself with individuals who have been there so I can learn from those lessons. I don't have to create, I don't have to recreate the wheel. It's already there. What I need to do is surround myself with individuals who know better so they can guide me and mentor me. Mm. Once I understood the importance of a mentor, lights out, it was over. Yeah, I started yeah. to speak to individuals. They sh- they willingly opened up themselves to me because they knew how serious I was and how dedicated I was and committed I was to my success, as well as to the success of others. And they shared. And that was one of the first lessons I learned. Mm-hmm. I must work on my mindset. I must work on my personal development because that is the key to my future success and growth. Not just mine, but my family. My children mm-hmm. will see my example, and they will follow it. So I wanted to make sure that I started stepping in that space immediately. So as soon Mm -hmm. as I started to learn these things, I started to implement them. And sure enough, the business started to come around my, you know, physically, I was always a healthy guy, but I just Mm -hmm. got even more healthy. And I just started to optimize myself in totally different ways, because I was working on my mindset. It -hmm. allows us to break you know, those those things that we hold on, the, the, the extra baggage of yeah. things that we hold on to, the limiting beliefs, the things that we're taught, the things that we see on television and mm-hmm. we consume through media, those things, if we're not thinking about them, if we don't have a clean mind, if we don't if we don't find a way to align our mind, body and spirit, we succumb to those things that mm-hmm. hinder us and slow us down and interfere with our success. And I recognized I didn't want to have any part of that. Yeah. So I concentrated on what I had to and I got my mind right. And ultimately, that's where I began to rewrite a lot of the limiting beliefs that I was taught when I was younger. Mm. And that's the power of the mind. Right. Yeah. We can teach ourselves anything and we can undo all of that old trauma and pain and misdirection and mm-hmm. poor teaching, we can undo that. We just have to be intentional in our yeah. approach. And that's where uh, my mindset game just took up, took me to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. And that's what I share with my family, with my friends, with my students, with my community and everyone I speak to. I'm sharing it now with your audience. Yeah, It's so critical and important to our success and our growth. Yeah. And, and I do believe that. And for those that are listening, I want you to make sure that you hear that because, again, it is the mindset. But I love that you added this aspect of your mentorship. Yeah. 
um, you being mentored. I think sometimes when we try to do this thing in, in changing our mind, changing direction, but try to do it by ourselves, yeah. it, it's, it's a very hard struggle. Um, but when you find that person that can be able to see your potential, see, you know, see some future aspects because of the knowledge or the skills that they have had and gained through their own lives, they're able to help you shape, shape your mind in a way that you probably wouldn't have been able to do it by yourself. Um, and so I think that that is great. Um, I know that you have, um, if I believe, if I'm correct, you do, you do mentoring yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so with that portion, Sometimes how surely when we're talking about communities that are um, that are in an impoverished state um, where it's been generationally uh, mm -hmm. given to them, um, you know, you know, generation after generation has been in the same situation, been thinking the same form of way. There's not been any form of change. Um, I remember talking to someone that is in that same form where they've been generationally in the same spot mm. and. I asked him, I said, hey, you know, um, you're young. I think they were like in 20 something years old, you know, very, very young, has the ability to be able to make some moves and adjustments. And they were single. They didn't have any kids, you know, that whole nine yards. I'm like, you're in the best spot. Yeah, you're in the best <laughs> spot to be able to make a move. And so my statement was, is have you looked into entrepreneurship? Mm. And their first response is, what am I going to do? You know, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't got no money. I don't have that. Da, 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 da. And they start going down all the list of things they don't have to be able to get out of where they are. Um, sure. And through the same conversation, then they shift and complained about I don't have no money. I can't pay my bills and I can't do this or I can't do that. So what do you as a mentor, how do you help people get out of that mode so that we can then break this? Yeah, man, that's that's such a powerful question, Hiram. Um, when I think about that, um, and when I when I think about those roadblocks, those those limiting beliefs, right? Those those mental blocks that that yeah. get in the way of of our vision and our ability to grow. Um, it's it's really about first taking the time to understand that we all bring value to the table, every yeah. one of us. Right. Yeah. We just have to figure out what is our value, what we bring to the table. Yeah. And in that space, we start to explore all of the different ways in which we are knowledgeable and all the ways in which we know and understand things. And then we start to lay them out and figure out which one of those pathways we can start to monetize for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because every one of us have that ability. Every single one of us. When I think about, as you were describing um, this, this young person, um, mm -hmm. I don't have opportunity. I don't have any resource. Listen, that is the reality we face. Mm -hmm. And if we are going to define ourselves by our current situation, we are in a poor state and we will mm -hmm. remain in a poor state. We have to realize that we our our situation can never define us. Those mm -hmm. things will come and go. You are you'll be in a good space. You'll be in a bad space. You'll be in an in-between space. But you have to determine your growth, your direction, your mental acuity. You have to determine that. You cannot let your situation define you. Hmm. Recognize it and then start to see the opportunity for solution. When I think about my companies, oftentimes I describe them as solution companies hmm. because there's always going to be a problem that has to be solved. But yeah. we can't run into a problem and say, well, there go the hands are up. There's a problem there. We can't go any further. Yeah. We, I build solution companies and that's what I want for my students. That's what I want for our community. When I think about entrepreneurship, we have to be resilient. We have to be able to solve things. We have to be able to find resolution and we have to do that in our business the same way we have to do it in our life. Hmm. And again, that's a perspective. That's yeah. one of those mental shifts to not see the problem, but to also identify the solution, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Now we, we have to recognize what the problem is. If you don't recognize the problem, if you can't define it, well, then you can never fix it. You can never solve it. So yeah. you must be able to identify it, certainly, and define it, but it can't stop there. Mm -hmm. And that's where so many of us struggle because we have not been taught to look past the roadblock. Instead mm -hmm. of getting stuck there and waiting for someone else to 
make a way, make a path, show them something. We are responsible for being able to identify a better path, another way. We have to do that. And if for some reason we can't, and that's okay if we can't, we then have to go find someone who can help us do so. And that's how simple it is, yeah. right? Life is as simple or as complicated as we make it. I choose to make it as simple as possible. I follow yeah. the path of least resistance most of the time. <laughs> and as I do that, I recognize there are opportunities to do things better, smarter, more strategic. It's not about easy because, you know, it's nice to do things easy, but that's not always the best path. Right. But there are options. And when we start to recognize we have options, we become very powerful. I like that. I like that. When we know and recognize we have options, we become very powerful. The reality is we all have options. Yes. And I love that. We all have options, no matter who you are, no matter how less or, um, um, you know, how many skill sets you think you do or don't have. We mm -hmm. all have options. Um, and I and I love the way I, I love I, as even as reading through your book. One of the things I love that you're you're the context of a lot of what I heard um, as I was reading it is you are a very community person. Mm. Um, and, and, and that, oh, I want to say the old context of, you know, that, that a community, you know, is what builds that builds that family or, or right. impacts that child type aspect. And so even when I think about what you just stated, it is your community, the people that you're going to surround yourself with, mm -hmm. that's going to help you to recognize some options that you might not adore, that you might not see, or a way that you can be able to do it, um, to be able to still be effective. And sometimes I think with me, one of the things I've found out for me, and I know you probably found this for you, is there were certain skills that I didn't even know were profitable. Yes. And I did it naturally and I, it's just something normally that I did, but it was skill sets that I did that I didn't know could be a business or could mm -hmm. be profitable in some form of way to me and to my family. Um, and so, so yeah, this is, this is, this is going. And I, I'd like to add just onto that. Just, yeah. Just to let people know that's exactly how powerful and amazing we are. Even when we don't know what to do, we often find ourselves doing exactly the right thing. Yeah, We didn't know how to do a certain thing, and yet there we are accomplishing it, because that is how powerful we are when we allow ourselves to tap into our greatness. Yeah. And that's the conversation here, right? Like, yeah. how do we get to that next level? And it's about tapping into our greatness and recognizing that there's nothing that we can't accomplish. There is nothing that we cannot do. And if we decide to do this thing together, my goodness, watch out, because nothing can stop us at that point. Yes. And, and that's really, um, that's the concept of this, of this podcast is, is recognizing that. I think when we, I think sometimes we look at, you know, all the greatness in this basketball player or how great this singer is. And, but we have to sometimes look at the mirror and say, I see greatness there too. I see greatness within me and I can show you how great this is. If me and you connect together, Mm. Oh man, it's, it's, we're unstoppable. Both of That's our greatness right. together is powerful and we yeah. impact more people. Um, yep. So That's I want right. to be able to, I want to be able to shift and ask a question because now if I've shifted my mindset, I've recognized some of the opportunities or the strengths that I have within my own self. Now, what do I do financially? Mm. Because I've, 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 I want to jump out here I'm, you know, I want to start making this money, but I've never been, I don't know how to, I don't know what to do with money. You throw all this money in my pocket and at the end of the day, I'm going to be broke. Um, you know, we've seen that with sports players. We've seen that with artists, you know, we've seen that with winners. Yeah. You know, you see it all the time. You know, they get all this money and then it's like, oh man, we about to buy 15,000 cars and two more houses that nobody going to live in. And, you know, we just going to do it up. So how, what is the wisdom strategy mm -hmm. for that type of person that says, now I'm going to do like you, I'm going to dive all the way in, but what do I do? What do I do with this money? Yeah. You know, and so that's, that right there is the space in which we really move from incremental growth to exponential growth. When mm -hmm. we learn how to maneuver and build our wealth, mm -hmm. 
We want to be able to invest our money. We want to be able to have multiple streams of income. Oftentimes we get to the point of having money and it's the first time we have it. And we don't know exactly what to do with it. We don't know how to save it. We don't know how to invest it. Just not exactly sure. Um, Oftentimes we try to hold on to it and just make it last as long as possible, which is like, (laughs) oh man, it's a surefire way to hold on to your poverty that way, right? Right. Surefire. Our communities and not just ours, but our community, we hold on to our poverty. Because we're making these wrong decisions, you know, Um, when I think about money and the ability for it to grow and I'll I'll give you my example. Right. Mm -hmm. I did not know how to do that when I was younger. I had no clue. I just all right, make money and put it in a bank, I guess. Right. And that's I mean, that's okay, but -hmm. it's not a great plan. Right. It's not a great plan for investment and growth. Mm-hmm. So I did exactly what I alluded to earlier and we're talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. I went and found someone who knew how to move and maneuver and grow and invest money. And I started having conversations with them. Yeah. And I spent a series of conversations with them and they guided me along the way. And I learned as I went. Mm-hmm. I didn't try to tackle this on my own and I didn't want to assume information that I didn't know. I didn't want to act as if, hey, I'm making money now. Now I know everything there is to know. You can't tell me nothing about it. I'm right. making money. So there it is. <laughs> right. That, that's not nearly enough. It's not nearly enough. Mm. Now, don't tell me how much you made. Tell me how much you got right now sitting waiting for you in your rainy day fund. Yeah. Right. Tell me that. Yeah. Because that's that's a measure of safety and security and wealth. Yes. Right? Not what you have now, but what you have for down the road. Mm-hmm. So I started to do exactly that saving some money, investing money, investment opportunities, real estate, retirement accounts, all of this good stuff, right? Right. There are so many different ways in order to do that. Building businesses, right? I just, I kept finding ways to make that happen. And ultimately I live within my means, right? Like it it has to start there. It always starts with you and your choices and choosing not to spend more than you make Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good choice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and too many people don't realize that simple thing right there. That that just that's a simple understanding. Even if yeah. you don't know nothing else about money, don't spend more than you make. It's a pretty simple concept. Yeah. After that, you'll start to save a couple dollars, and now you can talk to people about what you should do with that, and when you should do it, and mm-hmm. what you should be looking for on the horizon, and how you can say get yourself into opportunities where you are now saving money, investing money, growing money, investment opportunities. And before you know it, you have more than you need. Mm-hmm. And you're now working on your, your parents' retirement or your spouse's retirement yeah. or your children's retirement. Right now, I am working on my grandchildren's retirement because I mm. need to make sure that we are generationally sound. I never want us to suffer the way we have suffered in the past. And mm. I want that for all of us. Yeah. So I make sure that I move in that direction and I ask when I don't know. And that's what individuals need to do. There's nothing wrong with not knowing. Hmm. It's only wrong when you stay quiet about it and you yeah. stay ignorant. Yeah. That's when it's a problem. Yeah. And man, geez, it's so much in that. That's that <laughs> is <laughs> that. Well, I'll say this. That is truly the problem. Um, surely. In, and I know we both can attest uh, to this, but surely in our community, Sometimes the biggest problem is asking. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, we we we'll rather um, we'll rather hold, struggle, go through whatever we got to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes before we respond and say, "Hey, over here, I need to ask a question," or "Hey, yeah. I'm, I need some help um, over here," you know that type thing. And and trying to break this. Uh, and this is really one of the reasons I was like, I, I'm so grateful that I'm going to ha- be able to have Gary on. I'm so grateful because because, again, it's this it's this overwhelming context of seeing the same cycle over and over again, where it's it's you know, I mean, it goes from one level to the next to where you are just constantly seeing people not knowing to, what to do with their money. And, you know, they can, you know, you can have a person can, I mean, be almost 50, 60 years old and they still just hoarding money in a, and, you know, underneath a mattress and saying, that yeah. this is, you know, they, they still have the same mindset and they never left it. 
and they never increase. They never change. They never break the cycle. And it's the same mentality over and over again, all because mm -hmm. they never ask for help. Yeah, um, that, and so that's so, exactly right. You know, and say, yeah. holding money in coffee cans and in walls and. I mean, don't get me wrong. My pink, my, my pillow crinkles every night with all the with all the crisp money that's sitting inside of there, right? Um, but it, like, we can't do that. We just we can't do that. You know exactly. When I when I think about what you just said, um, the pride of not asking for help. Yeah. Right. And that that's what it is. It's a it's a pride issue. And then mm -hmm. once once you start talking that conversation, that's an ego issue, and you need to let that go as fast as you can. Right? Yeah. Um, ego serves no purpose. Yeah. Uh, for for your successful growth, uh, certainly is, is, is there is a conversation about a healthy ego, and that's okay, mm -hmm. you know, right. a healthy belief in oneself. That's great, wonderful. But generally, when when the ego is making your decisions, uh, you're in trouble. Yeah. Right? Um, so one, let's recognize that. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's recognize when we are not in control, but the ego and the id is making our decisions. Yeah. So. If we can recognize that and the sooner we recognize that, now we can move into a space recognizing, wait a minute, um, it's not good for me to go at this alone. Mm -hmm. I should find some help. And more importantly, why, why do I feel that I have to go at it alone? Yeah. And when we start to look deep into that conversation, what we start to recognize is there is an influence in education that we receive here in the United States. And for us in black and brown communities, it's a playground education. Yeah. yeah. And we are not taught how to really be successful for ourselves, for our communities, for our families. Mm -hmm. And what happens is we take that we take that information and we adopt it as our own. And we start to define ourselves by the definitions of others. Yeah. And that's where we that's where we always falter. Because others, they don't care for us the way that we do. And oftentimes we can see that they don't care for us at all. And as such, why would we ever want to take the lead or the recommendation from a group of people who don't care for us mm -hmm. or for our future or the future of our children or our generations to come? Mm -hmm. So we have to recognize that we're doing that not because we want to. It's because we're taught to. And because we're taught poorly. Yeah. And the only reason we're holding on to that is because we've never confronted that and broken it down. When I think earlier about one of the one of the questions you asked about, you know, mentally, how I broke this thing down and how I made the difference. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, it was really. Abandoning everything that I was taught mm. and then only putting back in the things that I began to realize were absolutely true and in my best interest, because that's when that's the moment where I started to define myself mm -hmm. for myself, no longer relying on the definition of others. And as such, I became unbelievably powerful and unbelievably successful. And that radiated to everything and everyone I touched. And since then, I've been trying to make contact with everyone in our communities because I know that that level of success is right around their corner the same way. They just have to get to the point where they can see yeah. And understand it. And for those of us who are there, we need to be examples and lifelines for our community so they know how to get out of the space they are into mm -hmm. their next level. And that's the space I occupy. And that's how I that's how I've recognized it. And when I think about not asking, going at it alone, I recognize that's not something that we do intentionally and on purpose. That's something that we're taught and yeah. we're still holding on to it. When I think about, you know, when, when you think about the idea of wealth and, you know, drowning in debt, like that, that you know, that metaphor, mm -hmm. when you start to feel you are drowning and not, you know, above water, the only thing you have to do in that moment is look down in your hands to see the thing that is weighing you down. Mm -hmm. And most of the time you'll recognize it's not even yours. Mm -hmm. You're holding on to someone else's weight, to someone wow. else's problem to someone else's issue. And that's what's weighing you down and holding you down and holding you back. Hmm. And when we are able to let go of that and start to only define ourselves by our own definitions, no longer by others, we escape all of that nonsense and that trauma and that unease of life. And life just becomes exponentially available to us. And that is what we're looking for. That is what we want. It's what I want for me. And it's what I want for you. Yeah.
Yes, sir. No, I like that. Now, I want to ask this. Um, man, it's so much. I wish we had, like, <laughs> wish we I had. Know. <laughs> I, know. I wish we had I know. so much more time. These conversations are powerful, man. These are the things that, that, really that change lives. And, and, and we're talking about changing the lives of, of our community, not just a couple of people here. I yeah. want all of us to do well. And if yeah. we start to adopt these things, my goodness, we change the trajectory of our lives. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. There's, there's a lot in it. You're right. It is. It's so much in it. It, it makes one of the things I think about. Um, surely, when we're talking about community, I think it goes. It takes me back to. Um, I mean, far back. It, it makes me go far back when literally you had groups of individuals that depended upon each other mm-hmm. in providing for each other. Some would yeah. provide food. Some would provide shelters. Some would. Some would. Some. You would have a group of people that were the people that helped to make clothing. You would have. You know, it was a. It was a community of people yeah. that helped each other to become wealthy, um, to yes. become strong. Uh, you know, it was a group of individuals, and and then we had this this crazy whirlwind of, of, of life that happened to, to us as a community called slavery, um, Mm -hmm. that shifted everything for us, um, that shifted where no longer we were helping each other as a community. Now we were fighting against each other to survive. That's right. And so we've kept the same mindset and mentality of where we're no longer community driven we're we're fighting against each other trying to each other trying to survive as a single individual um and so what i want to ask as as we get closer and closer god i want I, I wish we had more time but as we get closer and closer to our time i want to ask after you've made it in some form of level because i know you i know you yourself are not done your 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 yeah. job and the things that you, that you have to you have to complete and the things and the people that you have to impact you haven't you're not even completed yet and done with that yet sure. but when you got to a place where you said okay i'm at a good place I'm at, you know, my family's at a good place. I I can see myself building this wealth. I can see myself, you know, enlarging in my company, you know, all of those aspects. When did it shift for you to say, now it's time to break somebody else's cycle? Mm. Mm -hmm. So, man, that's, for me, that's a, that's a really, that's a really powerful moment. Mm Mm-hmm. I've thought about these things always yeah. right? as, as, as a young man in high school, I was thinking about these things, but I was a child. I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't understand the problem, let alone how to find the solution to it. Yeah. I just knew yeah. it was a problem that needed fixing. Mm-hmm. It stayed with me and I continued to give back to my community, to my family always mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. for 25 years now. And it was at the point where, my children who are now graduated college, right? Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> my wife and I are empty nesters. Right? Um, damn COVID brought everybody home, but that's okay. It's nice <laughs> yes, to have sir. everybody for a moment. Right. Uh, we certainly do enjoy it. Yes, sir. But it was, it was the moment when I recognized, all right, my, my children are at the point where they are ready to go off on their own mm-hmm. and create their living and kind of start their journey in life. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I knew that at that moment, they were they were well, they were safe, they were secure. And I had a moment to sit down and just kind of think and reflect on my journey. And I recognized, mm-hmm. my goodness, I have had so much success, mm-hmm. both personally and professionally. Why aren't more people having that level of success? Because it's not like I came from anything, right, right? right? I came from nothing or less than nothing. Yeah. So why aren't more people having this level of success in their life? Hmm. And, the, you know, some of that answer is really obvious, right? There are systematic limitations that are just overwhelming, yeah. you know, um, mm-hmm. and then you compound that with a lot of other issues and problems. But I recognized I had the ability to now teach what I've learned along the way and mm-hmm. share what I've learned so that others have the ability to get to create that same success for themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, my children were away in college and getting ready to graduate. And I was thinking, how do I give back to my community? 
Now, I've always given back, but how do I do it at a greater level? How do I reach more people? Now, up until this time, I've always been an offline animal, brick and mortar in the community, online, social media. Like that's never been my thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I recognize that's the space I would have to occupy if I was going to start to have a bigger reach and create a bigger impact. So at that moment, I sat down. I finished writing the book that was sitting inside of me for so many years. Mm. I designed programs that would teach people how to create their own business and become financially independent. I designed programs that taught young people how to come out of high school and college with their best step forward so that Mm. they could start growing in the right direction from day one. Yeah. And that's what I started to do. Because in that moment, I recognized I have time and I have energy now. And I need to now focus that back into the areas and to the people that need it the most. And when I think of that, I think of us. I think of you. I think of me. I think of our community and how deserving we are. But in reality, how little we receive. And it is totally unfair. And those of us who know better, we should do better. And I don't like to shit on anybody, but we should do better. And in that space, I recognize I had the ability and that's the problem of knowing, right? The problem yeah. of knowing is doing. And now you have a responsibility to yeah. do. Yeah. So I stepped into that space unapologetically and I continue to, I continue to operate from that. Now, if there is a person that is listening now or watching now and they are in a posture or in a position um, uh, and I, w- I would love for you to be able to talk to this person before, uh, before we shift on. But if there's a person that's in a posture and a position, it doesn't have to per se be that they are financially, um, you know, you know, have, have reached some form of high financial wealth. They might just have knowledge. They might just have some opportunities, uh, for people in the community. What, but they have not helped. Let me just go ahead and clarify the question. They haven't done anything. Only thing that they've been doing at this point is looking out for themselves. They got the wealth. They got the gold sitting in their hand, but they haven't done anything with it. What would be your suggestion to that person? For those individuals who have ability, have resource, uh, have energy, just have have something to give back. Mm -hmm. There are far too many ways in far too many spaces in which you can do that. I think when we talk about creating change, the greatest problem is how how big, how big that problem is. It it feels so daunting to even think about it, let alone try to do anything about it. Yeah. So in that space, let's take the pressure off. If you have wealth, if you have resource, if you have opportunity, if you have energy, Don't try to change the world. Mm -hmm. Let's change your world and concentrate in your space because that change will affect and ripple outwards and it will affect others. Mm -hmm. And eventually, instead of just reaching one or two, you're starting to reach 10 and 20 and then 100 Mm -hmm. and 1,000. It starts locally, though, before we can go global with anything. So in that space, we're not lacking from any opportunity uh, to invest in. There, mm-hmm. there are plenty of companies. There are plenty of organizations out there. There are plenty of places that we can go and dedicate and, and volunteer our time and energy and resource. That's not the problem. The problem mm-hmm. is that we have to recognize we have the ability to create a larger change. And if we're not thinking about changing the world, it becomes easier to make that change. So change your world. Mm-hmm. And in the process of doing that, what happens is you create generations of change every time you do so. When I decided to change mine, I changed my world. I changed the lives of my children. And because I was so influential, I know I will change and affect the lives of their children. And just like that, I have created three generations worth of change. And each one of us have the ability to do that. So if you are in a position to help, I implore you to do so any way Anyhow, all of it adds up. Just do it. Start somewhere. Start close to home and then start to work your way outwards from there. And that's probably a good place for them to begin. Yeah. No. And so for that person that is listening, let's start. Let's 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 not delay it. 
Let's start it. Um, if you are a teacher, start where you are. If you are, you know, someone that works in the community doing whatever, start where you are. If you're a parent, start in the house. Um, you know, if, if you're a person that says, well, listen, I ain't got no kids in my house. You know, I'm single. I'm doing you have a greatest opportunity because the reality is one of the things I have found out is, is that you are mentoring somebody knowingly or unknowingly. Mm-hmm. That's right. There is somebody that is watching you. There is somebody that is learning from what you're doing. So now take the time to examine who is that person. Let me start with you and let me start pouring into you. Then that'll pour into your friends. Then that'll pour into their friends. That might go into their house. And it continues this breaking of cycles because now we're dealing with generations. Um, That's exactly right. When we start to get into the generational conversation, we have the ability to create the biggest impact. And we do so by changing and starting here internally with yourself and let that thing radiate outwards. And my goodness, the change that that begins to affect. And when you see that happening, you know, that's one of the greatest feelings ever, right? Recognizing that you helped others reach their level or their next level. It's such a beautiful thing to see and witness and be part of. It feeds us and it feeds our soul in such a beautiful way. It's totally rewarding. You will never regret it. Step into it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I want to ask you a question. Um, I already posed it and I'll let you know that I was going to ask, uh, yes. but it's something that I ask all the people that I get a chance to have on the platform. Um, so the question is, what's greatness to you? What do you define greatness as? Mm. So that is that is such a powerful question. Um and it's one of those questions as simple as it is, right? What is greatness? It's three, three words. Right. But the power and the breadth and the width of the answer, right? Especially for those of us who are thoughtful, you know, and mm-hmm. thoughtful in our approach and our understanding and sharing information and wisdom. That's such a powerful question. And when I received it, uh, I said, wow, this is this this is a good one. This is a really good one. Right? That, that's what I thought initially. Yes. And then I said, all right, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta fill fill this blanket. <laughs> so let me go ahead and, and 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 write some of the things that come to mind. And when I started mm-hmm. to think about it, uh, it, it it's difficult to define. You know, it's mm-hmm. not an easy thing to define. It's almost as if you can you can describe those things that surround greatness, those things that look like greatness, but it's mm-hmm. hard to define greatness. Yeah. But when I think about it. Just like you mentioned earlier, um, community oriented, right? In mm-hmm. the service of others. So when I think of greatness, I think of it as the understanding that I have the strength and ability to create dynamic change for myself and others. Mm. When I think of greatness, I think about uh, the ability to elevate myself, but not at the expense of others. Mm. It's recognizing that I'm more powerful than I could ever imagine. Mm. And I should be stepping into my zone of genius unapologetically. That's greatness. It's the unstoppable drive and the pursuit of that which that which matters to you. Yeah. You know, oftentimes we'll describe it as passion, uh, obsession, uh, persistence. For me, greatness lives in the ability to serve others and help them achieve their goals and their dreams and their milestones. Hmm. It's an insatiable drive to succeed. So when I think of greatness, I think of those of us who have it. Mm. And I think about it when we are able to tap into that unwavering, unflinching, undeterred energy, we recognize that there is a greatness raging inside of us. And we have the ability to share that. Mm. And when we honor ourselves, and when we honor our greatest authentic self, that's when we recognize that greatness is a calling. And you can't run from it. You just can't hide from it. And it grows from within and it shines and connects to the world outside. So when I think of greatness, ultimately, I think of myself and my ability to do and accomplish and be successful and share that with others so that they can do and accomplish and be successful. I think of it as a when I think of my greatest self, I find myself to be a tuning fork and I radiate my message out to the world 
and I compel my people back to me. Mm. And it allows us to grow together because I want what's best for you and you want what's best for me. And we are able to grow together in that space. Mm-hmm. And that's greatness. And that's how I define it. And that's how I see it. And that's how I live it. Yes, sir. Now, that is powerful. Mm. That right there, I love that definition. Um, I love that definition. And and yes, greatness, like you stated, um, greatness, sometimes we do look at all the things that surround it, mm. uh, but we don't sometimes, we're not able to sometimes capture that that picture of what greatness is and so i love how you defined uh define greatness yes it is a difficult question i you know it's a difficult piece but but it is what you stated it is what you're sharing um us helping others you know us serving others us impacting others um being able to find that thing within our own selves that Mm -hmm. pulls and impacts those that are around us so um thank you so much sir for coming on uh being a part of this beautiful conversation um can you do me a favor allow people that are listening i know we're going to have the information in the uh down in the description but let people know where they can find you where they can find your book um a very powerful book um, that you that I'm glad that you poured out in those pages. Uh, I'm glad that you took the time to do it. I, I know a lot of people ain't gonna like what I'm about to say, but I'm glad 2020 happened. So you yeah. could pour this book out. I was I'm so grateful yes. uh, that that happened and I allowed you the opportunity to give it. So share share with the audience um, before we go where they can get that information. Awesome. I, I really appreciate that, Hiram. Um, yes. So for me, uh, let, let, let me start with my name. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it looks fancy, but it's just <laughs> Gary. Right. So G-A-H-R-E-Y and the last name O'Valley, O-V-A-L-L-E. You can find me at my website, GaryOvalley.com. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Gary O'Valley. Uh, the book itself is available on Amazon. So you would just type in unjustified, followed by my name. It'll take you right to it. Uh, please pick up a copy, read it, love it, leave a review, get at me. Let's talk about it. Um, these conversations need to be had and we need to start having them as early and as often as possible with ourselves and especially with young people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So please, again, unjustified. Um, Where have all the black leaders gone? I love the title. It's a very powerful book. Take the time, go get it. Um, When you get it, make sure you share it to with him. Let him know that you got it. So he'll know that you are supporting, share it with your people, let the people know to be able to get this book. Again, it's very insightful. Um, It helps to give us some clarity, give us some insight um, Mm -hmm. so we can be able to know not only where we are, but how we can impact and affect our community around us. So again, thank you so much for coming on, sir, and being on today's podcast. And remember, everyone, I will see you right here next time on the Focus on Greatness podcast every first and third Monday at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Love you all. Talk to y'all later. Bye-bye.